Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. The following podcast is a production of the Factual Data Creations Facility. All opinions expressed are those of the host. Welcome to the OFNT Podcast, episode 151 which I'm calling Getting Back to Basics. And for your information, the Rodecaster Pro microphone is being used for this episode. What? No preamble? Yeah, I'm discontinuing that as I shift away from politics. What? I'm tired of them, and I'm sure you are too. I'll do politics on my Straight from the Desk show. Shameless plug, over. I'll be attempting to bring the OFNT podcast back to what it started out as. Primarily a tech podcast with some entertainment and podcasting items scattered about. We'll see how all this goes, judging by my future audience numbers. Wish me luck. Tech news. Let's all pour one out for the Boeing 747 aircraft. The very last one to be manufactured rolled off the assembly line on January 30th of this year. The last customer was Atlas Air, a freighter airline that because of my former employment, I'm very familiar with. I have a soft spot in my heart for the old 747 as I've flown on many of them around the world. A 747 flew me to basic training in 1977 and I flew back round trip from and to the UK on military leave Christmas of that same year. It was flown by TWA Airlines, which was one of the best U.S. airlines I've ever flown on. I repeated that trip again in 1978. I flew a United Airlines 747 back from a TDY to Nellis Air Force Base near Las Vegas in 1984, bringing back with me a broken heart. My first assignment to the Republic of Korea, as well as my 
third go-around to that country, were courtesy of this great aircraft flown by Northwest Orient, another great but now defunct airline. Over the years, I've seen less and less of the 747 on the runways of JFK Airport here in New York. Even the freighter airlines have mostly stopped using them, Atlas being the exception. The 747 is still one of the most beautiful aircraft ever made, in my opinion. Well, the old gal has had a good 55-year run, though, with the first 747 taken to the air back in 1968. It'll be in service for many, many years to come. According to the Front Page Tech, better known as FPT YouTube channel, Apple has canceled their augmented reality AR glasses and will instead concentrate on what they're calling mixed reality glasses, which I assume is a fancy way of saying virtual reality goggles. If true, I guess it's because Apple couldn't figure out how to make AR glasses that people would actually want to wear. The last report I read on the apparently canceled augmented reality glasses had the user required to wear some sort of battery pack on their waist. I don't care how great those glasses would have been, I'm not wearing a battery on my body that would be connected by some sort of wire to my glasses. Would you? No! Ah, perhaps they'll figure it all out in the near future. Finance company PayPal has announced the layoff of 2,000 employees. That adds up to 7% of the company's workforce. PayPal joins just about all the big tech companies except Apple in announcing huge layoffs of employees. I guess what has happened is that these companies built up to better serve what was then being called the new normal economy, which the pandemic China. was supposed to usher in. Well, things at least around here are mostly back to normal. So I guess these employees became redundant. All I can say is hang in there, guys. I hear the next pandemic is scheduled for 2025 and, you know, that's not too far off. <laughs> Samsung had an unpacked event last week where they unveiled their Galaxy S23 lineup of smartphones. Like Samsung's rival Apple, the big improvements seem to be mainly in the cameras. The 6.1-inch screened base model S23 will set you back 800 bucks. The 6.6-inch plus model is $1,000, and the Ultra, which sports a ginormous 6.8-inch screen, will cost $1,200. Geez, these days, smartphone prices are climbing towards laptop and desktop prices. For a newly minted retiree like myself, who isn't out and about or as mobile as I once was, these prices, and especially Apple's prices, are just too much. Now, I understand that for some people, the phone is their computer, but for people like me, there's no need to spend that much on a smartphone. I'd much rather put my cash toward a desktop or laptop. All three of the new Galaxies feature an aluminum build in the same adaptive screen refresh rate of 120 hertz. All models also feature the same 12 megapixel selfie camera. Now, I'm not going to go into all the specs and features. There are many, many more websites that can do that much better than I can. I've used Samsung Galaxy phones in the distant past, with the S5 being the last model that I used. While I loved and still love Samsung hardware, it's the company's bloated take on Android that I didn't like back then. Yes, I'm aware that things have gotten much better in regards to the software, but even Google's own implementation of Android bugs me. Oh, and one thing the Galaxy S23 series doesn't have 
is the now-trendy satellite connectivity that Apple has and soon others will sport. So, if you don't see yourself needing to communicate from remote areas of the planet, then satellite connectivity shouldn't matter much to you. Also announced was a series of laptops, the Galaxy Book 3 Ultra, being top dog with a top-shelf price. It starts at over $2,300. Samsung emphasized the interconnectivity of their phones, tablets, and computers, which with the exception of Apple, is probably the best out there. Google can't even manage the interoperability between its devices that Samsung has accomplished. Microsoft is also improving in this area, going for integration between Windows-based devices and Android-powered hardware. If I were ever tempted to jump out of the Apple ecosystem, I'd either go all-in on Google, or if I could afford it, Samsung's adaptation of Android. Most of my tech news feeds this week were dominated by ChatGPT, which is, in my opinion, reaching overload status. Eventually, I'll get around to checking out this perceived threat to humanity. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Tech I'm using. Well, I have no new tech to report on, but everything I'm using is working as expected. Lately, I've been using the MacBook Air over the MacBook Pro for writing scripts. Though the keyboard is older, I find it more comfortable to type on than the supposedly improved keyboard on the MacBook Pro. Now, I'm not a great typer. I'm of the hunt and peck variety, so the feel of the keyboard isn't as important to me as it would be for a touch typist. One thing I have noticed is keyboards with keys that have a lot of travel, like the Dell model I used to use at work, are much easier on these old fart arthritis-stricken hands than any Apple keyboard is. I guess when I replace my aging iMac with a Mac Mini, I'll spring for a third-party keyboard. 
I do the final edit of my scripts on my 11-inch iPad Pro. It's more convenient for me to do it that way. I've discovered that Microsoft Word has a better spelling syntax than Apple Pages. This carries over to the Swift keyboard, also from Microsoft, that I now use on my iPhone. The autocorrect is a lot better, too. My new Apple TV 4K is also serving me well, though there is not much difference between it and the old model it replaced. I no longer experience audio and video becoming out of sync, which required a pain-in-the-butt reboot before. I guess you know when technology has reached a certain maturity level, when it becomes boring. Entertainment news. Well, there's nothing much to talk about here as my son and I eagerly await the next installment of John Wick to be released in theaters. I did discover a couple of television series that I deem interesting. The first one is Poker Face, which airs on the Peacock streaming service. The show follows the trials of a woman who has the ability to discern if someone is lying with near 100% accuracy. The show reminds me of the old series Columbo, which is a good thing. The second series is called The Watchful Eye and airs on the Freeform Cable Channel. This show features murder, theft, secret societies, and ghosts all within its plot. I'm two episodes in and I'm hooked. As far as my big trimming of streaming services go, yes, I do miss those that I discarded, but I'm rapidly getting used to life without them. Podcast News This week's featured microphone is the old tried-and-true Rode Procaster. You can do me a solid and compare the audio from this episode with that of last week's episode, which was recorded using the ElectroVoice RE320 mic. Next week's episode will feature the neat King Bee condenser-type microphone. I might throw in a little surprise entry in the future. I am a big believer in the KISS principle for most things. KISS standing for Keep It Simple, Stupid. But much like military operations, my podcasting journey has suffered from what's referred to as mission creep. And also like military operations, mission creep starts affecting the ability of completing the mission, or in this case, the podcast. Looking over at my cluttered recording space, I have two channel strips, a tube microphone preamp, and all of this feeding into an audio interface, which is then connected to an elderly iMac. Loaded on the iMac is my new addiction, audio software plugins. My poor old iMac is barely keeping up with the load these plugins bring on the CPU. So, in the name of decluttering my area and streamlining my recording process, I'm considering selling the channel strips preamp and interface and getting an all-in-one solution like the Rodecaster Pro. But even if I managed to sell all that equipment, I still wouldn't have enough to purchase the Rodecaster outright. Besides, I'll never have a need for all of its features, especially the four microphone inputs and outputs. Now, if only some company would downscale the Rodecaster Pro. Well, enter Lewitt, a fairly new manufacturer of highly regarded condenser microphones. Lewitt has released the Connect 6 audio interface with inputs and outputs for two microphones and at half the cost of the Rodecaster Pro. What sets the Lewitt apart from all the other interfaces out there is that it features onboard DSP, which stands for Digital Signal Processing. Other brands offer DSP-equipped interfaces, but none at this low, or should I say lowish, price. The Connect 6 goes for $300. Not cheap by any means. Not only does it have DSP, but it has DSP that works great if all the reviews I've read and watched are to be believed. 
This includes a compressor, an equalizer, a noise gate, and a maximizer. Everything a streamer or podcaster would need. The Connect 6 also features two quiet and powerful preamps which can drive a Shure SM7B microphone with ease. The SM7B is known as one of the hardest mics to power and it usually requires what's called a cloud lifter to function well. All of these and more features are packed into a small light unit the size of an ordinary audio interface. Still with me? If you were to purchase a hardware or software that would equal what the Connect 6 gives you out of the box, it would cost you between $950 to well over $1,000. The only thing stopping me from replacing my gear with a Lewitt Connect 6 is my recent change in status. That from being a fully employed member of society to a non-productive retiree. If you listened to last week's episode, I told you I was looking forward to virtually attending the IndiePod conference hosted by the folks over at the podcast host website. Well, due to a couple of family issues, one serious, the other just time-consuming, I couldn't sit through the whole six-hour event. Instead, I dropped in and out of the conference as time allowed. The first session I was able to attend some of was the Future of Independent Podcast Roundtable. Now, I know this will probably come off as some sort of ism, but the panel kept pounding the diversity and inclusion bit, saying Africa and Asia needs to be a priority and such, along with BIPOC and other disadvantaged people. We've all heard this before, and I'm sure we'll be hearing it again in the future. In regards to BIPOC and disadvantaged people, podcast networks, production companies, heck, even the Podcast Academy, are actively trying to recruit them by giving free access to their services they offer. As far as Africa and Asia, myself and other truly independent podcasters, more on that in a minute, have no control or influence with those continents or even BIPOC and the disadvantaged. I also noticed that most of these independent podcasters on the roundtable or in the chat room all had sound editing, writing, and other people behind them. This made me realize that there are different classes of independence and that I'm in the lower, if not the lowest class. As I've stated on this show before, I'm a one-man band here. I write and edit the scripts, record and host the show, edit the audio, process and post the show to my host. I write the show notes and I post links and market the show on social media. There are no people behind me. Now, I thought IndiePod and the various roundtables applied to podcasters like myself not just established independents that seem to have money to burn. I could have gotten the same content and advice from shows like the Podcast Movement, who are all about the money podcast. The Future of Independent Podcast Roundtables wrapped up with one of the hosts recommended that we all join the Podcast Academy. That recommendation told me all I needed to know about IndiePod. I also learned that in order to be a real podcaster, you have to use a sure SM7B. That's what the majority of the IndiePod hosts were rocking. The last session I attended at IndiePod 2023 was how to launch a mini-podcast. Again, I've heard most of the advice given before, such as call to action, etc. To summarize, I wouldn't say that IndiePod 2023 was a waste of my time, but I don't know if I'll be attending future IndiePod summits. Hey, it's time for a rant. This will most likely be my final rant, or should I say, final political rant. So, sit back and savor it. I'm no fan of Vladimir Putin, and there was no justification for the invasion of Ukraine. However, do we know where the billions upon billions of dollars of aid to that country is really going to? 
Now, I know a lot of those billions are in the form of military equipment and not actual cash. But do we really even know where the hardware is ending up? Though it will slow down how fast future aid arrives to Ukraine, we really need some sort of oversight. With the lethality of the weapons we are providing increasing, Patriot missiles and M1 Abrams tanks, for example, this oversight is desperately needed, in my opinion anyway. And just what's next for military aid to Ukraine? Can Predator drones or F-16s be that far behind the Abrams main battle tanks we've just agreed to supply? Don't forget that logistics, maintenance, and training have to be provided for these systems. Along with training usually comes advisors. Said advisors would be stationed in country and, though officially forbidden, will eventually accompany their Ukrainian protégés on combat operations in the field. In fact, I'd bet you, we, as well as other NATO countries, already have unofficial advisors on the ground. Of course, I have no direct knowledge of this, and my days of picking up the phone and calling someone in the DoD to find out any information are over, as all my contacts have retired from active duty or civilian positions or both. However, there are hints of on-the-ground personnel from at least the USA. In a little reported story from a couple of weeks ago, an active-duty Navy SEAL named Daniel Swift was killed in action in the Donbass area of the Ukraine. What is odd about the story is that Mr. Swift was listed as AWOL and reported as a deserter by his SEAL unit. Though the method is different, this has all the hallmarks of what was known as sheep-dipping back during the Vietnam conflict. The military member, usually a pilot, would be discharged from the U.S. military and then sent to an area where the U.S. wasn't officially evolved, like the countries of Laos and Cambodia, where, at least on paper, the former service member would work for the host government and carry out combat missions. In reality, the service member was still in the military but was on loan to various three-letter agencies. Upon release from their duties, the service member returned to active duty service within their branch of service that they left. Rank and time in service remained intact. While the case of Mr. Swift doesn't exactly match that of the old method, it does seem strange that a highly trained and disciplined Navy SEAL would abandon his team just to go fight in Ukraine. Again, I have no proof of any sort of sheep dipping in regards to Mr. Swift. Just a hunch. My condolences to Daniel Swift's family. When the military aid first started flowing to Ukraine, I wasn't too concerned about this country being dragged into the conflict. These latest developments, though, have me very concerned. And I believe you should be concerned also. Well, that darn music is playing, which signals the end of yet another episode of the OFNT podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed making it for you. If you like what you heard, you can make a donation using the link in the show notes. Any and all donations will be appreciated. You can always reach me at OFNTpodcast at gmail.com if you're so inclined. I'd enjoy hearing from you. Remember, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. Hey, isn't it time you get off my lawn? Stay skeptical. I'm out. See you next week. Take care.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.